What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video and today I'm going to be talking about five buy low wide receivers for Dynasty Fantasy Football. If you guys enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'm going to be continuing to put out Dynasty content, um, rookie content, and then you know as we get closer to the redraft season, a ton of redraft content for all of you guys. Um, for this video, when I'm referencing ADP, I'm going to be using Keep Trade Cut I know it's not perfect, but I do think it's pretty solid in terms of just straight up ranking players. Maybe not great in terms of like the trade calculators and that stuff, but that is where I'll be getting, you know, my ADP, just kind of getting a general consensus of where the dynasty community is viewing these players. And I kind of noticed a common trend when I was going through these five wide receivers. Doesn't really apply to all five, but I think generally these are going to be talented players who are just coming off of seasons where they're in bad situations, where maybe we were much higher on them heading into the season and they maybe underperformed due to circumstances that they couldn't really control, which I think makes a lot of these guys really strong buy low options. And these are guys who could be, you know, players on contending teams. They could be guys you look for on rebuilding teams that are ready to start to win. So a nice variety here. And let's just jump right into it with my first buy low dynasty wide receiver. And it is going to be Michael Pittman. So right now he is valued as the wide receiver 23 on keep trade cut. And that's around an early sixth round startup pick. Now heading into week one of the 2022 season, Michael Pittman was actually a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. He was uh, slotted in as the dynasty wide receiver nine on keep trade cut. He was a guy who was coming off of a breakout sophomore season, finished as the wide receiver 26 in points per game, but that was a big jump from his rookie season. And it looked like he was set up very well to just take another leap. He was a guy who was being drafted and redraft as I believe like a borderline uh, top 12 wide receiver. So the expectations were very high for Michael Pittman. And in terms of his production in 2023, he just didn't end up taking that leap. You know, when we're looking at like raw points per game, he finished as the wide receiver 23 in points per game. So he was like a back end wide receiver too, but definitely didn't really live up to the uh, expectations. But personally, looking at that, you know, wide receiver 23 season, I would argue that that was, you know, basically entirely due to his situation. The Colts offense as a whole was just brutal. Looking at the passing attack, they averaged 227 passing yards a game and only one passing touchdown per game. They threw 17 total touchdowns on the season. So this was just not an offense where you were going to get a wide receiver, you know, who was just putting up dominant numbers. Pittman was still able to command targets at a high level with a 25.6% target share and then 8.8 .8 targets per game. So, you know, he was still able to be targeted at a high rate. They were still trying to get him the ball. There just wasn't a ton of upside on this offense. I think the Colts, you know, they're likely going to have a new quarterback in this draft. I believe they brought in Gardner Minshew. If they can just become an average to maybe even like slightly below average passing team, I think Michael Pittman can give you some really strong numbers and is almost going to be a guarantee to uh, kind of improve in value. Still a decently young guy. I think he's going to bounce back with a nice, you know, mid-tier wide receiver two season. Maybe he breaks into the top 12, and then he's definitely going to be uh, gaining in value heading into the uh, 2024 season. Now, the next wide receiver I'm going to be talking about is Marquise Brown. He is currently valued as the wide receiver 32, a uh, seventh round startup pick. And honestly, out of all five of these wide receivers, Marquise Brown is probably the player that I'm most interested in buying just based on where he is currently valued. In my opinion, I feel like he has been completely disrespected at this uh, wide receiver 32 spot. And I kind of understand why people are lower on him. 
you know, it was a very tough finish to that 2022 season, but we have to remember that was with Kyler out. We also had D hop back who was, you know, kind of dominating. So Hollywood played like the last six games of the season after he missed some time with a foot injury. And over that stretch, that's the brutal stretch I was talking about, 7.8 PPR points per game. So he was unusable, he was unplayable, you couldn't start him, and he was a guy that you kind of thought was going to be a probably top 20 wide receiver for you once he came back. But we can't just totally throw away Hollywood Brown's early season production. If we remember early on, DeAndre Hopkins uh, had the suspension. In six games as Kyler Murray's wide receiver won, Hollywood Brown averaged 18.3 PPR points per game. He was absolutely balling early on before that injury and before the Kyler injury. He's going to be 26 at the start of the 2023 season, so he's not like, you know, about to fall off a cliff. He still has some very, very strong years ahead of him. And I think once we get Kyler back, you know, assuming DeAndre Hopkins has been moved, I really do think Marquise Brown can be a top 12 wide receiver, you know, in points per game once Kyler Murray does step back on the field. And right now you can buy him as like a mid to late wide receiver three. I think the value is totally there. He is attached to a franchise quarterback. So I really, really like Marquise Brown here uh, as a buy low option. Maybe if you're a contender, you're going to want to wait until we start to get, you know, some news on when Kyler's going to return. But once we're starting to hear that Kyler's, you know, ready to come back, if Marquise Brown is still the wide receiver one for the Cardinals, then I think his value is going to already start to rise and the value may not, uh, you know, be there anymore for Marquise Brown. Now, moving over to my third Bilo wide receiver, it is going to be Deontay Johnson, who is going just a little after Marquise Brown as the wide receiver 35 in eighth round startup pick. For me, this is another player who I think has already proven he's very talented, but he's just coming off a very tough overall season. Deontay finished as the wide receiver 43 in points per game. That is a tough, tough look, but the crazy thing about it is wide receiver 43 in points per game. This is coming from a player who had a 27% target share and was sixth in the NFL at the wide receiver position in total targets. Like those two things just do not line up that well. If you are commanding targets at that high of a rate, it is nearly impossible to finish as a fantasy wide receiver four. I mean, the main thing here, you know, it was talked about all season long, zero touchdowns. You don't score any touchdowns. That's just going to be a massive hit to your fantasy production, but it's just going to be tough to be great and really break out when you're on an offense that's passing for 215 yards per game and throws for 12 total touchdowns in 17 games, right? I talked about the Colts. They were brutal in that department. They averaged one a game. The uh, you know the Steelers last season, they couldn't even get to that number. 12 passing touchdowns in 17 games. That is wildly bad. But we have to remember, Deontay Johnson is the same dude who averaged 17.2 PPR points per game in 2021. And it's not like he did it on some huge touchdown season. He only scored eight. So I still think, you know, we're going to see some better seasons out of Deontay Johnson moving forward. I know a lot of people like George Pickens. For me, if I was placing a bet on who's going to be the Steelers wide receiver one over the next one, two, three seasons, I would place that bet on Deontay Johnson over George Pickens. The touchdowns just have to bounce back. The Steelers offense as a whole should be better. So Deontay Johnson is a guy I do want to be betting on moving forward. And now the next buy low wide receiver, I believe this is the youngest player on this list. It is going to be Rashad Bateman, who is currently valued as the wide receiver 40 and a 10th round startup pick. When we're looking at like production, Bateman really hasn't done much at the NFL level, at least in terms of being super fantasy relevant. However, looking back to when, you know, he was 
um, you know, going to be a draft prospect. He's a guy I really liked coming out of college. He is still very, very young at 23 years old. It's not like he's had two down years and is sitting there at 25, 23 years old, very, very young. And I think he's one of these guys where the tough first two seasons can kind of be rationalized a little bit. Typically, when you have a dude who like face plants year one, year two, it's not a great bet to make that they're all of a sudden going to break out and, you know, be fantastic heading into year three or really make a turnaround. But for me, Bateman is a guy where I'm kind of willing to break that general trend. So as a rookie, Bateman suffered a groin injury during training camp, which led to him missing the first four games. Obviously, missing the games is tough, but I think it's probably even more detrimental that he missed, you know, that time early on with the team. As a rookie, you want to be building that chemistry, you know, with Lamar Jackson, um, with the offense in general. So he didn't get that. Then he misses time. It's tough to come back from that as a rookie. He plays in 12 games, catches 46 passes for 515 yards. So honestly, that wasn't really a terrible season, but it also wasn't anything crazy. He was someone I was pretty high on also heading into 2022, and he started off hot. Week one went two for 59 and a touchdown. Week four, four for 107 and a touchdown. And then in week three, kind of a down game, two for 59, did not get into the end zone. But then in week four, he suffers a foot sprain in the middle of that game. He returns in week seven, but doesn't end up playing a full set of snaps, catches four passes for 42 yards. And then he gets injured again in week eight, a Liz Frank injury, ends up being out for the season. So he's a guy who showed flashes last season. After two weeks, you know, people were very high on him. It looked like he was finally going to have that breakout. And so he's not just a guy who has fallen flat on his face twice, had every opportunity and, you know, just hasn't been able to produce. He has shown flashes, you know, in his opportunities. And he's shown enough of those flashes that I am willing to buy in on him. You know, at this price, wide receiver 40, you're kind of picking him in the range of some of these other older wide receivers who might be able to give you one or two more seasons of like top 24 production. For me, I think, you know, the upside is there for Bateman where I wouldn't be shocked if he comes in, is super productive year three, and now you're looking at a dude who's 24 years old and his value could definitely skyrocket to be like a top 24 uh, dynasty wide receiver. So I like Bateman and it really doesn't matter to me what happens with the Lamar situation. I'd be in on him if Lamar is there. I'd be in on him if Lamar is moved. He's just a player that individually I do want to make a bet on. And now the fifth and final wide receiver, this is definitely going to be more of like the win now option. It's Tyler Lockett who was valued as the wide receiver 51, which is a uh, 12th round startup pick. And Lockett's a guy who just continues to overachieve year after year. These are his point per game numbers over the last four seasons. The uh, PPR, 14.7, 16.6, 15.1, and then 14.8. And it seems like every year people are like, oh, that's unsustainable. It's touchdowns. It's he's super inconsistent. But year after year, he just continues to put up these really, really strong numbers. Now, obviously, he's a win now option because at 30 years old, it's not like he's going to be giving you this for the next four or five seasons. But at that 30-year-old age mark, you're kind of just hoping to squeeze like two more top 24 seasons out of him. I don't think that's really crazy to expect. Um, You know, he should be a guy who slotted in to do that uh, here in 2023. And then, you know, one more season, it's totally possible. He has Geno Smith back at quarterback. It's going to be Lockett and Metcalf balling out again. 
And Lockett's also a dude who just hasn't really shown any signs of slowing down, like I went through his point per game numbers. And he also has just been very, very healthy. I believe in his eight seasons, he has missed two total games. And he's also not a guy who really sets himself up to get lit up. Like when he's about to get tackled, he's kind of big on just, you know, sliding, getting down, which I know some people probably don't love. But in terms of, you know, wanting him to stay healthy, I mean, that's going to be the dream, you know, to kind of protect a uh, older wide receiver. So if we're looking for a buy low option, I think Tyler Lockett is a definitely a great option if you're a contender. You need to plug in a top 24 wide receiver this season, and hopefully in uh, 2024, I think Tyler Lockett can definitely be your guy. So just to run through these guys again, Michael Pittman, Hollywood Brown, Deontay Johnson, Rashad Bateman, and Tyler Lockett. Really like the value on all five of those players. As always, I want to hear what you guys think down below in the comment section. Do you agree that these are solid buy lows? You know, you could toss out some trade offers. I will uh, make sure to get back to every single person. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.